Welcome to the Scrum.org Community Podcast, a podcast from the home of Scrum. In this podcast, we feature professional Scrum trainers and other Scrum practitioners sharing their stories and experiences to help learn from the experience of others. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Scrum.org Community Podcast. I'm your host, Dave West, CEO here at Scrum.org. And today, uh, I have somebody with me uh, that really is a very interesting user of Scrum, um, um, Julian DeRay, author of the popular book, How I Planned My Wedding with Scrum, which is a, which is a really interesting read, um, a great way of learning Scrum in a different context. Welcome to the podcast, Julian. Uh, hello, Dave. Uh, thanks for having me. Uh, well, you're very welcome. And uh, Julian is uh, French, but lives in Lisbon. And so we're all a little bit jealous this time of the year when it's so fabulous there. So uh, thank you for stepping out of the sun to, to take your time to talk to us. Um, all right, so let's 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 begin at the very beginning. Um, before we get into wedding planning, which is a, a really uh, interesting topic, uh, obviously Father of the Bride is one of my favorite movies of all time. Okay, so b before we get into the, the wedding uh, example, Julian, I'd really like to understand a little bit about where you came from in terms of Scrum. When did you first experience Scrum? So I went to a software engineering school uh, about 10 years ago, and that's where I, I, I got into contact with Scrum. Like I, yeah, at uni, people were already talking about uh, project management and agile, but never really got into the details. And, um, and I had a, a, a class about, about Scrum and refactoring. It's interesting already back in how they started to mix uh, Agile and Scrum with also some software engineering and kind of showing us that it was not just about the, the methodology, it was about the mindset. Um, it could be applied to like many aspects actually of our jobs and potentially of our lives. And um, uh, and uh, I've started to work in startups. Um, so in startups, you know, you start coding, you start shaping up the product. I'm, I'm talking like very small startups, like first engineer start. Um, and uh, before you know, you have a team of 10 people and you try to make sense out of it and of what you're doing. Um, the, and that's how I slowly but surely became a Scrum Master. I passed my certification, learned uh, a whole lot of things and started to lead, uh, to lead the team and try games and so on. Uh, so it was six years ago and kind of grew quickly a, a passion for agile methodologies in general. That's, uh, that's, that's how it all started. Yeah. So what, what was, why was Scrum so attractive to you? You know, why, why did it sort of resonate so well? Um, it it kind of makes sense to to me like it, be, before like because in like in startups um, as I as I experienced them like very early stage you just you just start with with your gut feeling you know you just start coding start doing things and then well it, the priorities change and like everything changes all the time you just cope with it um, but when the when when the teams start to grow. It, it becomes more complicated to, to, to adapt to the new context all the time. And of course, in, in startups, it, it is like a, on a daily basis that the context changes. Um, the Scrum methodology opened my eyes on a lot of practices that, like, that I could see that I had started to kind of put play in my own way. 
and 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 then a, a framework i thought well that makes a lot of sense like it just i have been doing a lot of things wrong a few things kind of right uh, happen organically but then this sense so at least now we can start to coordinate to uh, to to focus uh, sprint by sprint uh, and to communicate to have this uh, this this feedback loop uh, this continuous improvement um, mindset uh, i know a lot of things made a lot of sense and i could also version um, about the personal organization and so on and a lot of things resonated as well uh, for me with uh, with this you, know, you, you can actually take a lot of things from personal organization to uh, agile methodologies and vice versa so i could i could see how it could be used in many effects so it made a lot of sense because it was was really what I was trying to do, uh, like as a as an individual, the, to be more organized with any rest of my life, and uh, and this showed me a way to apply that to software engineering first, and then I started to play a bit with it and start to apply to other aspects. So I guess that leads us nicely into into the into the wedding idea. Did you sort of? decide to use Scrum, then find somebody to marry you? Or, or I assume it was the other way around. So tell me a little bit about why you decided to use Scrum to plan your wedding, Julian. So, um, so back in the days, I was with, uh, with my girlfriend for seven years in London, and uh, we got engaged. Uh, we were very happy about it, but we, for us, it was not a big deal. You know, we, we were doing that for ourselves, and uh, we we told our family, our four parents were in the same room for once uh, visiting us in London. We announced them, and we were super happy, and we started to, like, of course, they were happy for us, but they, they kind of started to to freak out with like, oh, but have you thought about this? Where is it going to be? And how many people? And and they started to ask all those questions because we we had had we hadn't been in a wedding at a wedding for for so many years. Uh, we we kind of forgot the the, the ceremony <laughs> around it. Uh, we didn't really think about it. We were just saying, yeah, we're getting married. Um, and uh, and then we we realized that we were actually ahead of like uh, in front of a huge mountain um, and, uh, and the things would probably be complicated. So we, we freaked out for a bit uh, and then realized that, well, we needed a plan. And, um, and thankfully I was already a scrum master back in the days. And I thought like, what framework do I know to organize like complicated high stakes project with a set deadline and a wide remote team? Well, let's use scrum. <laughs> um, and uh, so, uh, of course, we were getting married in France and we were living in London. So everything had to be done remote. It was, like, it, it, there's so many aspects of this wedding that was complicated. Um, to, to, to kind of feel and get some control on the project and also put a bit of myself into it and make it fun because well, it doesn't have touring. Um, uh, and training my fiance to Scrum was also going to be uh, interesting. And she was obviously uh, up for it was a, a way for me to um, to share a bit of what I do at work and what I'm passionate about with her. So it was also a nice way to you know, keep going on this journey together of, uh, of growing together and sharing more stuff. That sounds awesome. Actually, I, I just want to lean in a little bit on that. You know, your fiance, uh, I guess uh, I'd always assumed that maybe she already knew a little bit about Scrum. Maybe it already infected her with the the virus that is scrum but mm. she was she was new to it so how did that go how did that process go you know when you said hey let's you know we've got a clear product goal let's let's 
break this down, let's break it into small chunks of work, etc. How did that process go? Uh, it, it went quite naturally. So of course, I've I've always been passionate about my job. So she knew about Scrum and about what I was doing at work. But uh, um, when I when I asked her if, if she wanted to use um, to use Scrum, we had a, it's interesting that you point out uh, we we had an actual conversation about it because like bringing work into our like the 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 deepest level of personal personal life. Uh, is not necessarily a good idea. So we had a very uh, a very honest conversation about it, and uh, and we thought that it would probably be a good shot, and uh, decided that well, if we can at least try, and if it doesn't work, or if it if it makes it not as fun, or um, we'll just stop, and it's okay. You know, or already the idea of being agile was there. Like let's start the first iteration, let's start, and it's not a commitment. And always go back. Uh, but she was um, she was actually relieved also that we we would have a, a plan because uh, back in the day things were very very messy in our head we had no idea of of what we didn't knew um, so uh, so at least putting everything on the table even if it was not to pursue with Scrum but at least put like write down all the user stories was already um, a, a good first step that would be useful in case. Yeah. So, so number one, that the value of transparency is is something that you you sort of highlighted. I can, I, you know, I've been involved in two marriages, um, and uh, I have to say that transparency was one of the biggest issues, particularly for somebody like me. I was a stakeholder that liked to think I was involved, but really didn't give it the time appropriate time. So. You know, when there was a, a deadline, suddenly I would be all over my wife or my fiance then saying, well, what are we doing here? How is it? You know, and it would have been so much nicer just to look at a Trello board or, or just see some some sort of transparency to make me feel more confident that that everything was in, in hand. Um, did you find so you found transparency to be one of the most important elements, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, it, it is it is like. Of course, important in a Scrum team and important in, <laughs> in any kind of, uh, of, of relationship. Um, so, yeah. yeah. And, and I think another, as, as, as we've talked about this a little, I think one of the things that I, I think is also really important, which is a, a value of Scrum as well, is that, that everything's on the board. Do you know what I mean? It's not just because mm -hmm. there's so many things, you know, whether it's flowers, whether it's, organizing those little um we you know for me many of my family it was a destination wedding as well so organizing those little bags that they got in their hotel rooms to it was just so many things booking tuxedos for other people that weren't local you know organizing nights out for the non-local people you know etc cetera, etc cetera. all those things you know we'd, we'd never written down you know getting them written down I think makes it makes it so powerful, and that's true of scrum teams as well, right? There, there's so many things that are affecting the team that nobody that everybody knows about, but that nobody's ever put in one place. Exactly, it uh, it brings so much clarity. Like especially when you start a new project, you you know from the beginning that you receive from someone that you know what you know kind of, but you don't know what you don't know, um, and 
and this, to me this it is the scary part so i have to go and try to get as much knowledge as possible get the, the full picture and then we can start we can start planning but anything done before that is potentially a waste of time a waste of money and a waste of opportunity um, so it was very very important for us especially because it was something that we had no idea about like most people when they organize their first thing well they have no idea how to plan a wedding um so we we really needed to to put everything on the board and, and, and know what we were getting ourselves into yeah, even though i ran an alpha for my wedding obviously um, before the real one came along that's uh, the uh i still didn't learn it was uh it was uh absolutely challenging and very very stressful all right so you know i've got some obvious questions um so you broke it down into sprints how did this how did the sprints sort of work out with respect to the wedding planning um so we, we obviously use uh sprints um but we so i, I started to ask myself like what what is going to work with scrum like by the book that we do in most of the time in it projects and and in real life like what's the delta what can i use what can't i use where is going to fly um so we we use sprints. uh we we started with one month sprints um because we well we had our full-time job next to it and so on um and thought we we had 12 months so it was 12 sprints um, and um, and and we uh, and we we started to by putting all the users together. Uh, then we called our respective parents, people who had got married before. I did, did our real research to try and have a maximum of user stories. Um, and we 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 started to then have a like a refinement. So we, it took us like three four refinement sessions before like going through all the all the user stories but we wanted to have a lot of them already kind of ready or to at least sort them by priority and uh, and sort them sort them then by uh, by complexity uh, but the, the knowing the priorities and um, and also the, the timeline like some things you you want to do them at the very beginning but you can't um, and some other things uh, is kind of the, the, the around some things that you know that they're going to take a long time and you're not going to fit them in a sprint. So sometimes you try to split them. It doesn't make so much sense. Um, anyway, so one month sprints and we had, I don't know, 30, 40 user stories, something like that. Um, I, I give quite a lot of examples in the, in the book, um, but very simple things like as... Um, and define the personas and so on. So as a, as, as, as a, a groom, group, for instance, or as, as a bride, as, yeah, exactly. or as a, exactly. a, a, a wedding guest, mm -hmm. or as a father of the bride or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. As a, as a groom and a bride, we want uh, rings. So actually the rings one is a great example. That's something that I just assumed would just pop into one store and just buy. Uh, my fiance, my my lovely wife, had a had a a very different perspective on rings and the whole process. Also, you have to have a lead time that they don't just fit, which I just assumed they'd have a collection of different sized rings and you would pick up the one. But apparently, so that conversation I wish we'd had. Okay, so that's a it's a good example of transparency. And if we'd have put it in an earlier sprint, because of the risk around sizing, who knew? It probably would have been a would have would have worked out quite well. 
basically this process forced us to look carefully at every at every user story and just just the refinement process forces us to think okay so we need we need the ring so what could go bad what could go wrong how do we do it what is the expected and how complex is it um, so just this, just triggering the conversation, you know, we, you don't even need to find all the answers right away, but you find questions and then it runs in the background of your mind for a few days, then you think of new things and just again, like forcing us for forcing ourselves to, um, to, to ask ourselves all those questions was, uh, was, was very, very interesting. It, it helped, it helped us uh, a lot, like again, feeling in control of, uh, of what was going on. In control. I think that's uh, that's a great word to or phrase to use when talking about Scrum. It, it does provide that, and and uh, and sometimes that's a little scary because you have to actually take control, and that's that's always interesting. So sprint reviews. Did you invite the in-laws to your or to the parents, both sets of in-laws, as it were, to sprint reviews, or did you do, or did you avoid that? challenging stakeholders uh, i'd love your take on that julian it was uh, they were obviously part of it so in terms of roles so i was kind of the scrum master by by default uh, my fiance and myself were kind of the main the, the po's but also the main <laughs> stakeholders kind of product owner scrum master what, what about stakeholders uh, so we, we were kind of the main stakeholders too. Like we were defining what we wanted in the end and we would have the final word on, on everything and be the most of the, the main users, I would guess. Um, <laughs> but uh, we, we also, um, we, we, we defined our parents more as development team um, and then us too, because um, we, we really needed them. We needed their inputs uh, and we needed them to actually do some stuff on the field. Uh, in France to um, to help us. Um, yep. So uh, we, we we did most of the things ourselves, but uh, and they were also like kind of cult. Uh, it's that, that that's what I that's what I was saying. That sometimes you have to to twist a little bit Scrum to make it work in the, in such a, a specific context. Um, but we we did invite them to the the first print review, and it was it was mind blowing because we showed them the plan. I uh, created a big mind map with all user stories, uh, some of the subtasks for whenever we, we knew the subtasks, the complexity and all, and we showed them that. So it was it was more a sprint review about the first sprint, you know, about like what yeah, what, yeah. what have we what what do we understand right now about about the context and about the project. And um, and they they chipped in on a lot of things, a lot of details that we that we that we didn't know, or they said, oh yeah, this is uh, you think it's complicated, but it's actually it's simple, and that that is you think it's simple, but it's very complicated, or it's very pricey, or um, <laughs> so we so <laughs> they 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 gave us so so much insight, and they they've added a lot more user stories, like odd things that uh, that that you can't you can't really know. So we got married in a in a castle, and it sounds romantic but it was in my my fiance's family castle that was built like in 14th century so back in the days i didn't really think about electricity that much um so um <laughs> so we had to find a generator to find like it just the complexity exploded <laughs> very quickly but it was all under control because we at least we knew uh so that that first bridge was was interesting and then it's uh it's something that we kept doing with them on a regular basis to uh to just check in 
let them know uh, what uh, what was the state of the of the of the organization and and also uh, they could chip in to say hey we could help with this we could help with that um, so it was a it, it was a blessing to have them <laughs> in the sprint review for sure. Right. Well, and that, that is true, hopefully, of all stakeholders. Um, and obviously, the objective of Sprint Review uh, isn't just to show your work. It's actually to learn what you're going to do next and to put you in a better position for the next sprint, which is which is awesome. And all right, so obviously... You, I mean, getting married in a castle sounds awesome, by the way, just uh, as an aside. But obviously, it was successful. You delivered the the, the wedding. The you executed on your product goal, and and everybody was happy. Would your wife? An interesting question. Would your your now wife? Would she? Do you reckon she'd use Scrum again to to plan some massive family event? It's a good question. I, I should ask her. Um, I I suppose so. And the, the result was was amazing. Was way way beyond uh, expectations. Um, the, some some things went wrong, of course, but the system was built with so much resilience that I didn't even notice most of the hiccups. Um, so we we had to be agile, and thankfully we were. Um, so I, I would understood. I would understand if she if she wanted to use Chrome again for such a such a complicated journey. Excellent. And she hasn't become a Scrum advocate and taken it to her own job now as well, because you you did such a good job introducing to her, in introducing the ideas to her. Uh, she she didn't have the the chance because she she works in the wine industry. Um, oh. So it's it's uh, there's there's not a lot of things that we can that we can apply. But I'm pretty sure that uh, she she's going to uh, you know put a little bit of agile here and there. <laughs> That's always good. I um, was fortunate, Julian, to help uh, a friend. I've got a friend who's a, a vet in a, a sizable practice, and she's also acting as a COO. And uh, so I introduced her to Scrum, and it was a uh, it was uh, an interesting experience. Um, uh, I think you can take these ideas and apply them in many different contexts, and they really do. I mean, no surprise, they actually work. And it is. I'm always surprised by how little people have these skills, you know, that that we learn in in Agile and with Scrum. Uh, and when you introduce them to them, you know, people that haven't seen them before, it's it's really an epiphany and uh, and, and pretty pretty awesome. And it, it's exactly the the idea that, uh, that that I had when writing this book. It was not not just to to brag about uh, my wedding, but uh, <laughs> it, it was to 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 see it like twofold, like to 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 present it to people who know Scrum already, and show them that Scrum could be used in other ways, uh, not just for IT. Um, and also sh show that we can dig a little bit brief to dig into the pillars, the values, into the agile principles. You, you because when you tweak Scrum that much to fit to, to so so far away of uh, of its comfort zone, uh, you have to go down to the principles, the fundamentals of it to to understand what you tweak and how you can tweak 
uh, to not break the framework completely. Um, so with this book, I've tried to to really dig a little bit into this. We didn't the, we didn't follow uh, the the Scrum uh, the Scrum book completely, but this is because it is based on this principle, this view, and so on. Um, and I wanted, on the other hand, to present Scrum in to people who would not uh, be uh, be so uh, so aware of agile methodologies and Scrum um, to to show them not a boring IT project but something that they that they know at least like people have uh, attended at least a wedding so it's something that they, that they can really rely uh, rely to not relate to yeah. relate to so it's something that they can really relate to um, and then use this opportunity this opportunity to show a little bit of uh, scrum and how it works so i think it's uh, it, it kind of works uh, in uh, in both ways either you know scrum and you want to dig a little bit deeper or don't know scrum and you can start uh, scratching the surface brilliant julian well thank you for sharing your experience today on the Scrum.org Community Podcast. Um, for our listeners, I am here, Dave West, with Julian DeRay, author of How I Planned My Wedding with Scrum. If you want to find it, it's uh, on Amazon.com. Uh, this is is very interesting book. Um, and uh, obviously, it will be in the, uh, the notes to this podcast as well. You can just click on it and find this book. So Julian, thank you for taking the time out in Lisbon. Um, and um, thank you for stepping inside for a moment. Hopefully you can go back to the sunshine now. Thank you so much, Dave, for having me. Appreciate it. Great. So um, thank you, everybody. This is the Scrum.org Community Podcast. I'm your host, Dave West. And uh, if you want to listen to uh, a podcast about professional Scrum, professional Scrum trainers, Scrum in practice, or in this case, uh, uh, you might need some help planning your next wedding um, uh, with Scrum. Uh, we are the place for it. So thanks for your time, everybody. And I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.